welcome back to I Did This Instead of Killing Myself, the stand-up comedy podcast based in uh, New York City. I made it. Oh my gosh. We're in my new apartment. I, um, If you're watching our video, you can see I've not unpacked a lot yet, um, but I'm so excited to be here. This is, uh, we are in uh, Queens, Astoria, Queens, which is where uh, Coming to America was filmed where King of Queens was based on, where George Costanza's old parents lived. Dude, I'm a kid in a candy store here. Uh, also terrified and uh, don't know. Um, I miss everyone already. I, I didn't think I would be... I didn't think... I don't know. I, I came last weekend to like drop some stuff off and I was excited, but now I'm just really sad. So thank you. If you're watching from Greenville... I miss you guys, uh, and a uh, big thank you to Ben Jennings. Last week, we had a, um, a roast show that Ben put on and um, for Alexis and me, and oh my gosh, uh, you guys are huge assholes, but uh, I, I, we, we laughed a lot at that show, and, uh, and I cried a lot afterwards. It all hit me on Thursday when I was moving stuff out. Dude, I'm I'm sentimental. I wept like a baby. So uh, thank you, everyone, for coming and for uh, uh, saying bye. That was really special. And um, yeah, I uh, yeah care about you guys more than I realized because I, I don't cry. Maybe I do cry a lot. I don't know. I cried. So <laughs> come visit. We got space. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know if you could see in the video, but uh, behind us is you could see Manhattan. It's about a 30-minute subway ride into the city, and um, yeah, so come come up, say hi, do stand-up up here. Hope you all continue to watch. We have like eight more episodes, seven more episodes of Carolina's people before I start annoying New York people to try and uh, do comedy and interviews. Um, yeah, moving stuff up sucks. This is a five-story walk-up with no AC. Maybe we'll do a tour when Alexis gets here. Pretty peaceful. She's going to be mad because it's messy, but anyway... I'm very excited for our guest today. Uh, we have a um, uh, friend of uh, some uh, some comics. Um, this guy ha has done stand-up, but he's done a lot more. Our guest today, Jay Curtis Strickland. He's described by somebody else who we did an interview with as um, the most interesting man in the world. Jay is a musician, a monk, actor, adult film star, kind of, not really, <laughs> Bullshit artist, Marine, friend of Adam Schulte and Todd A. Davis, most importantly. He's also the host of the Tea and Fuckery podcast, and he does uh, he has merch that he sells and designs. Um, one, I'm rocking one of his shirts, really cool. This is the guy from, uh, it's a band shirt, and this is the guy from Indiana Jones. Uh, isn't that badass? A little scary, but uh, yeah, Jay's, very, Jay's awesome. I did an episode of his podcast before, and he came on. He's lived in L.A. He's acted, performed with bands. He's got a lot of interesting stories. On this interview, we talk about celebrity interactions, and we learn he's had one story where he met Rory Scovel, one of our favorite Greenville comics, on a film set. Um, also talk about other celebrity interactions he's had with Kelsey Grammer. We learn why Kelsey Grammer's the man. And Seth Rogen, real asshole. We also talk about relationships, um, stalker exes. Jay shares his personal religious beliefs. He's a member of the Hare Krishnas. And we discuss the Bhagavad Gita. 
a lot of interesting stuff in there. This dude's fascinating. And uh, we kept going for, for a while. Um, I hope you enjoyed the interview. I think you will. Normally, at this point, I would announce the local shows, but I'm not going to do that anymore because I'm not there. But um, please follow Greenville SC Comedy on Instagram for information about local shows. Uh, we have no idea who's running this account. We think it's a local comic. It's like a mystery. Uh, we don't know. So, But you can follow Greenville SC Comedy um for any info on local shows uh and uh i think they're going to be updating it weekly so great resource but um anyway um thanks again for supporting the show and for uh, saying goodbye everybody love you miss you um yeah have a great week and i hope you enjoy the interview here it is yeah there's like one line of defense between uh the address and the, and the location yeah what's yeah. up welcome back everybody Jay Curtis Strickland, David, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me. It's been uh, it's been a long time. I've wanted to do this show, and I figured I would have killed myself if I hadn't <laughs> had the opportunity to do it. So I'm really grateful to be here. Yeah, dude, I'm happy to have you. And you, uh, yeah, you came swagged out, and you swagged out. Yeah, yeah, I got my uh, my Sun Studios shirt here, where Elvis and Johnny Cash and all the greats recorded in uh, in Memphis. So okay, yeah, man, yeah. And I, I, I did, uh, you sent me a little, uh, you know, podcast interview to, to like check out and the guy, uh, the Lord shout out whoever that guy is. I don't know. His that background. is uh, Lord Nelson. He's the singer of the band stuck mojo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That guy gave you a fantastic intro. He said he's the most interesting man in the world. Uh, I don't know about one that. of <laughs> probably the most, uh, crazy yeah. in the world. Yeah. And all your, all your rap sheet, musician, monk, actor, porn star vegan well, <laughs> i tried to yeah am i forgetting marine. any marine yeah yeah forgot bullshit marine. artist bullshit artist <laughs> no all that's true uh and friend of adam schulte which is friend a big of one because that's how and, you and i connected and todd davis and todd a davis yeah yeah okay yeah man yeah yeah it's been a while since we talked i think it was like over a year ago yeah and i did your show and that yeah was, thank you again for having me that dude was awesome. and i went back and i re-listened to the episode and, and i'm always kind of skeptical of myself like i end up listening to the episodes as like an analysis of myself to mm -hmm. kind of critique what i'm doing and how i speak and what have you and we had a really good flow, man. Yeah. It was it was really good. I really enjoyed it a yeah. lot. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're always welcome back. You know, yeah. So. I appreciate it. And, and that podcast is the T and Fuckery podcast. Now it's called the T and F podcast because <laughs> I wasn't getting a lot of traction on YouTube because Dude. of the swear word in the name. Yeah. As somebody with a volatile name of, you know, suicide, <laughs> I appreciate that you T and Fuckery. I, I kept going on YouTube looking for, for your podcast like old episodes and whatnot and it was like are you thinking of ending your life yeah and i'm like yeah well don't entice me here yeah, you know? like, it's really bad yeah didn't think of that but for search engine optimization it brings up the suicide hotline before anything else. people probably end on some list somewhere you know like. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no it was great man yeah for sure um and uh yeah so since it's been a while how do you know adam and and todd so Adam, uh, he and I have been friends for a really long time. Um, he's he's a really great dude. Um, we've traveled on the road together. I, you know, I did technically do stand up a handful of times um, <laughs> on the emotional reassurance tour with uh, Adam Schulte and uh, Craig Longino and Chaz Scoville. Yeah, and 
that's an dude. Intro- Craig and Chaz are great. I yeah. literally just saw Craig at a show recently. Oh, good. Yeah, he comes to. The, there's a mic here. You, Coffee Underground. Have you been to that one? Yeah, yeah. I I, I went to a few with Schulte and those two. I think we did a few dates here, and then there were some other ones in Georgia and Florida. Okay. But um, yeah, no, it's a great little venue, and uh, Craig Holcomb. Yeah. Yeah, he Saw was him last he was night. emceeing. Yeah. Um, it's good to hear that Craig and um and uh chaz are still performing yeah yeah absolutely i haven't seen chaz in a minute but he does come out occasionally nice and a uh, big fan of his brother rory okay so i have an interesting story about rory you do okay the, uh, can you rory, believe it <laughs> yes well no i can't but i uh rory, seriously one of my favorite comedians maybe he's, my favorite actually he's pretty fucking funny um so i did this film called the legacy of the white-tailed deer hunter and it was directed by Danny McBride, or excuse me, directed by Jody Hill. And it had uh, Danny McBride was one of the writers on it. And I just show up to be conventional background, you know. I mean, that's that's probably about the the on mass as far as my acting career is concerned. I'm that's I'm, the, that's the biggest credit. No, not the biggest credit, but like you know, I, I, what's that guy's name? Cole Sprouse or whatever, the guy that's like got a whole IMDb full of background work or whatever, which you're never supposed to put Uh on your uh, on your IMDb. But uh, I ended up doing that, which is funny because I've been vegan for over a decade, you know, but I was what's the name of this movie again? The Legacy of the White-Tailed Deer Hunter. The Legacy of the White-Tailed. Yeah. And um, so we uh, could find you on Netflix if we if we pulled it. That's part of the story. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Um, Go ahead. So. I was there and I was just sitting downstairs waiting to be called up or whatever. And they said, they said, John Strickland, can you come upstairs? And they said, sure. And they said, you've been upgraded to stand in. And I said, stand in. I said, okay. And they said, what do you want to eat? And I said, well, anything that's vegan, you know, and, (laughs) and, you know, on, on film sets, if you say anything vegan, they're like, okay, here's a salad, you know? And I'm like, Uh It's the saddest shit on the face of the planet. Can yeah. we say? Can we swear on here? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't want to. Fuck yes. Fuck. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to get you like flagged or anything because I know some. If you say too many swear words, then it's then it's maybe that's yeah maybe that's hurting the algorithm. I don't know. Mine's but called tea and fuckery. So, yes. You know? Who cares? <laughs> that's why I got very minimal subscribers right mm-hmm. now. But um, so they upgraded me to stand in and they said, you're going to be a stand in for Rory. And I'm like, Rory, I said, why does that name sound familiar? Uh-huh. And come to find out they, they went and introduced me to him. They said, Oh, this is Rory Scoville. And I'm like, I know your brother. <laughs> like we, we went and did a stand up tour together and he was like, Oh cool. You know? And then I watched, I guess he was on the tonight show or something. Oh yeah. He's yeah. been on Conan a ton. Conan. That's what mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. And he was hilarious, you know? And yeah. so I'd be like, you know, I, the the scene was a dinner scene, and it would be there was Josh Brolin, it was uh, Danny McBride, Rory, and his really hot wife that was way out of his league, you know, and the characters' Dude, I, league. Okay, okay. Why oh, were you oh, gonna the say character? He, I was gonna say I'm not, I've never seen Rory's wife. I, I in in real life. Well, I wonder. I, mean, I wonder how hot she this, is. This I'd was the woman that was playing his wife. And oh <laughs> God. Wait, so you see all of these people right there for your stand-in? Well, this is how it works. I mean, I don't know if you've ever done, like, background or extra work or whatever, but, like, stand-ins, they go in and they sit down and they'll adjust the lighting and do all that stuff. And so you have to kind of look like the character that Mm -hmm. you're standing in for. And Mm -hmm. Rory was a little bit taller than me, so I had to sit on a booster seat. And, like, he... um, uh, 
they they lit everything according to you know how I looked and then they'd be like all right first team go in yeah and then all the real actors would come in and you know Josh and Danny and then Rory and Rory's hot wife was in the whole time they didn't have a stand-in for her because she didn't have any lines or anything okay. I wish I knew what happened to her too because I was supposed to hang out with her a few times but it just never happened you know yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was trying to get her to cut my hair and do all yeah. this stuff and be a skis yeah and um so yeah that that, that was basically what it was and it was like I'm 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 right there. I'm right there, you know, and and uh, dude, how do you feel being around celebrities? I I fangirl out completely. I mean, I, I, I keep it inside. But, dude, I love celebrity sightings. Like if you if you told me right now, Josh Brolin was walking around downtown Greenville, like we could shut this <laughs> off and go find him like um, it's interesting. And I don't want to sound like pretentious or anything, but like, you know, my dad used to drive for musicians. And so I've kind of been involved in it for a big portion yeah. of my life. And so I got to meet a lot of musicians and, yeah. you know, living in Hollywood. Like I was telling the story in my podcast, like I'd see Alicia Silverstone all the time at wow. like the farmer's market. And, uh -huh. you know, um, I guess it would depend on the celebrity. Like if I met Harrison Ford, I'd lose my shit. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. I gotta go in the other room. <laughs> if I met Eddie Murphy, I'd lose my shit. I mean, there's right. a select few that I, sure. I'm like, like super enthralled and inspired by those yeah. two having been, two major like inspirations as far as my performance career. Yeah. Um, but you know, on uh, mass though, if they're cool, you know, like yeah. th th that's great. You know, I, I, but you know, there were kids that, you know, I went to the Stella Adler Academy in Hollywood and there were kids that would go. It's an that, acting school. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was a pretty prestigious one. Stella Adler. She was part of what was called the group theater in New York, which was founded by, uh, Konstantin Stanislavski that also produced uh, Lee Strasberg, uh, Sanford Meisner, Udo Hagen, all those people. Okay. But Stella Adler is famous for training Marlon Brando. Oh, wow. And so, you know, a lot of these kids were super enthralled by the Hollywood lifestyle and they would go and show up at like, you know, the, um, oh God, that name is eluding me right now where they hold the Oscars, which was right down the street from me. The, mm -hmm. the, uh, um, that theater it's the name of the theater okay it's it's named after not kodak i don't know anyway they they would go and show up there and you know be like trying to catch pictures of celebrities and uh -huh. stuff and i'm i'm already in my mid-30s so i was just like kind of nonplussed by it yeah know? i mean I, I i i i don't get i don't geek out about shit like that very yeah. often because you know they're human beings and they're no people totally and like you know totally the the whole like gaga factor kind of turns a lot of people off you know? oh sure it does i i know how to act and i do act pretty but deep down i do love seeing them i appreciate like just yeah i fucking saw that person that yeah. made a huge impact on culture somehow like whatever they're famous for a reason i'm just like that's fucking cool i'll tell you two celebrities i had the, the privilege of doing security for at a club that i well one i would really i wouldn't mm -hmm. i would be happy to meet again for sure the other one not so much yeah um, the first one is Kelsey Grammer. He is, oh. he is fucking awesome. He I is, love Kelsey yeah, Grammer. Yeah, he, he was a class dude. act. You know, he he got up and did uh, karaoke. He did like David Bowie and Frank Sinatra uh -huh. and was just super nice to us in our staff. Seth Rogen is a fucking prick. That guy is a fucking <laughs> asshole. He just wanted to know where he could smoke weed and wouldn't shake our hands or do anything. And, you know... <laughs> 
it's amazing to me that it doesn't surprise me that Seth Rogen's a prick. You know, and his acting is whatever. You know, like yeah. I, I liked him in Disaster Artist, and you know, he's all right in Super Bad. I saw him do an interview where he was talking about. Well, I saw him do one where you know he and James Franco had like a separation, and James Franco kind of got canceled. And then he did an interview where he was talking about how he didn't want to have children. And his tone of just talking about, I don't want kids. Like, why is that a bad thing? And he was so defensive about it. Right. The tone of what he was talking about, about how he did not want kids. And it's fine if you don't want kids. Totally fine. Right. But the way he was saying it, I was like. Yeah, I saw it. He was yeah, kind of condescending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And very just like, I don't know. Well, did you, see, did you see the Twitter <laughs> exchange between him and um, uh Casey Neistat, Mm -mm. where Casey Neistat was like, you'd have to be a fucking buffoon Mm -hmm. to live in Los Angeles at this point of time. And he's like, you know, I've got my car stolen 15 times. And, you know, and it's like, (laughs) you might want to get out, dude. Well, you know, he's in the Super Mario Brothers movie, which was kind of a downer. Yeah. But, you know, I had to go see it. um, Mm -hmm. And haven't seen it. Oh, dude. Massive film buff, by the way. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it, it was good. Jack Black is really good in that. And I'm I'm more of a Tenacious D fan than Jack Black's acting, but mm-hmm. he he plays as Bowser in the movie and mm-hmm. plays music and stuff, and it's it's how unprofessional I am. What the fuck? Do you want me to answer it? Go ahead. Okay. It's from California. All right. This could be uh, Josh Brolin on the Hello? line. Oh, I think you have the wrong number. But, but, but you know, she's my girlfriend, so maybe, I, you know, try another number. It might work. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's um eight six seven five three zero nine. You taking this down? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Shit. They're, trying to, get a hold of your, they're trying to get a hold of your girlfriend? No, I changed my number because I had a stalker and um it was it was getting bad. It was really fucking bad. And and I don't know if anybody's ever had a stalker, but it is not cool. Mm-mm. Like you think as a guy it would be cool to have a stalker. It is so not cool. Damn. And so yeah, I had to change the number. I don't know if she was a stalker or she just really didn't know how to convey that she liked me or something, you know? Okay. It was like some Glenn Close, like fatal attraction shit. Interesting. Um let me turn this fucking thing off. Okay. But um. So you're going back to the the celebrities you had seen that uh, two of them stood out. Uh yeah, Kelsey Grammer and Seth Rogen. Um, okay. Well, uh, I did security for Patton Oswalt. I didn't really talk to him. Okay. But he yeah. seemed like he was pretty cool. Don Coscarelli, director of Phantasm, was awesome too. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're just people. They they put For on their sure. pants like everybody else. And did you ever hear the story about Michael Jackson when he wanted to just be a normal person and shop at a grocery store one day? No, no, tell me about it. It was sad, you know, like you you don't really get the experience of like I said just being like a normal human being. Mm-hmm. And they shut down a grocery store. <coughs> excuse me. So he could just go in and shop and just like a make a wish kid like (laughs) yeah pretty much you know i mean his face is falling off so i guess that's probably you know i just want to be normal well you know and i feel bad no that does suck you're right i feel bad for the guy because you know he had kind of a fucked up childhood and and you know joe jackson i mean he was like a like cracking the whip on those kids you know and yeah and they just 
you know, some of them made it out of it. I guess Janet's all right, you know, and some of yeah. the rest of them. But yeah. Yeah. So the parenting style of the uh, the Jacksons with the Jackson five. Joe Jackson's the dad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he drove them to, you know, practice, rehearse. There's a really good uh, made for TV movie that was on, I want to say, ABC years ago. And and they wanted they were Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, and okay. Jehovah's Witnesses are notoriously cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot. <laughs> one of my friends was a Jehovah's Witness and he was like, he was sorry, like, Michael Garrick, if you're watching. <laughs> oh, don't be disfellowship. Actually, he was disfellowship because he did comedy. So really? <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Michael so you're going to have to tell me about that. But like, you know, I unless you, unless you, no, 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 go okay, ahead. Go so, ahead. so um, you know, the, there was a section in it where. Oh, and I was going to say my buddy was like, hey, uh, I think there's a lot of people that join the Jehovah's Witnesses just so they don't have to buy gifts for the holidays for their for their family, you know. But there's a scene in it where they were like, Dad, we want a color TV. And he's like, we're not going to color TV like that, mm-hmm. you know. And just I, I think they just want to be misers, you know. Mm-hmm. So so wait, no. OK, this is this fellowship thing is always interesting to me because it's yeah. like, you know, it's it's so heavy, you mm-hmm. know, like you can't talk to family members and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, honestly, I don't have a lot of detail around it. I mean, I knew him since he started comedy. And uh, but yeah, I think um, for whatever reason, I mean, and Michael is it's uh, he's the nicest dude in the world. So it's it's really and not even like a dark, dirty comic. So like even the nature of what he was doing wasn't really, you know, so you can't do stand up if you're a Joe's. I don't know if that's true. I don't know, but it. Um, I I I, he, I know he's not a part of the church anymore. Jeez. So. Well, I mean, the, the Hari Krishnas are are very similar in that, you know, if you go against what they call the party, which is ISKCON, the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, you're essentially disfellowshipped. Okay. And there's is, a lot. What is ISKCON? ISKCON, International Society for Krishna Consciousness. It's it's the. I mean, it's like essentially uh, the Vatican of the 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 devotees. The for the, Jehovah's Witnesses only, or is for Hare Krishnas. For for what? Well, so I'm a practicing Hare Krishna. I say practicing. I'm okay, smoking. educate me. I'm an idiot. Okay, so <laughs> th- this is where the former monk thing comes in. Um, you know, I was doing political activism, and you know, I was just like, you know, with the. Can we get into politics? Is that yeah? A, okay, sure. cool. So like. You know, the the left, they don't really have any goals. Their goal is chaos. They just want to create destruction and confusion. And I'm I'm currently reading Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. Okay. And so and, and <laughs> that's one of the objectives in there. Yeah. And so I was involved in the Occupy Wall Street movement for a moment. I'm like, what are we doing? Like yeah. what's the end game here? You know, yeah. what what's what do you guys want from all this? Yeah. And they couldn't really give an answer, mm-hmm. you know? And so they um uh, I, I just got real disenfranchised with that. And I, I said, I did like the typical like 60s hippie thing. I'm like, well, I'm going to join the Hare Krishnas. And I happen to have friends that were involved in it. And mm-hmm. so I did. Um, but they have a strong. Uh, so if you had to outline the tenets of the Hare Krishnas, like what? what? OK, so the Hare Krishnas, the goal of Hare Krishna is to know and love God. And, you know, I have my vices. I was initiated. I guess I kind of went back on my initiation vows, but I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying to get off the caffeine and off the tobacco and all, all that, but I, so that's part of it as a part of, it's not really a part of it. It's more so, you know, uh, 
they 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 say you can do what you're doing. Like if you were a stand up comic, you could continue doing stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. Just add Krishna into your life. You know, just b- Krishna consciousness is knowing and remembering Krishna. And what's Krishna? Well, Krishna is <laughs> God. Do, do you want to hear a funny story about Krishna? Sure. Okay, so. There was a few devotees, uh, the followers of of Krishna, and you know they were going to this like VFW hall that uh, they had. Uh, they were trying to get supplies and stuff for some event that they were having, and there was like a black Hebrew Israelite group that was in there that was like preaching, like you know, all sorts of you know very militant, staunch views and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And one of these devotees was black, and and they said to him, they said. They said, brother man, brother man. They said, what do you believe in? He goes, well, I believe in a black God with a white girlfriend. They're like, oh, word. Like <laughs> and um, basically Krishna is, we, we revere Krishna as God. And, okay. you know, how, how deep do you want to get into this? Continue. <laughs> the idea is that you're supposed to keep Krishna omnipresent in your, your daily, you know, doings and whatnot. And they, there's, there's what they call four regulative principles. There's um, no intoxication, which includes caffeine, tobacco, mm-hmm. things like that, marijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, no gambling. Um, no meat-eating, fish, or eggs. And no intoxication. I follow three out of four of these right yeah. now. Which so you, no alcohol? Is that No alcohol, yeah. Okay. I mean, anything that like the, the Christian church would consider to be a a, a vice, yeah. they kind of don't like, you know, sans the meat-eating part, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you got the vegan thing covered there. They do not like vegans. They don't? They do not. They hate vegans. They consider vegans to be atheistic because the, the, the truth is that vegans are, you know... Uh, the veganism actually started as kind of like a offshoot of Buddhism because Krishna descended as the Buddha in order to deceive people from using the Vedas, which are like the Hindu holy scriptures for meat eating and animal sacrifice. Now there was provision for that in the Vedas before, but when they would sacrifice a cow the Brahmins, which are like the, the priests and whatnot, they would sacrifice it in the fire and it'd be an old cow and, and a new cow would be born from it. A baby calf would be born from it. Mm-hmm. But people took that to mean, okay, we can just kill animals willy nilly yeah. and we can, uh, you know, just eat meat and whatnot. And Krishna descended as Buddha was like, nah, 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 nah. He was like, follow me. And, you know, that's why you go to most like each, East Asian Buddhist temples mm-hmm. and you know they're they're typically vegan. Yeah. And and they believe that unless you're drinking milk from the cow, which is meant for higher brain function, that it, unless you're doing that you're an atheist. Huh. Yeah. It's pretty hardcore. It is. Wait, hardcore. so you said something in, in there. So Krishna descended as the Buddha? Correct. So it's, so God became Krishna this God became Buddha. This is what the okay. Yeah, the 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 Buddha that Krishna descended at is not is not uh, Siddhartha Gautama, you know, the, what we know as the, the modern Buddha, the one that sat under the Bodhi tree and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there are actually different incarnations of Buddha as well. And he happened to be what was called the Shakti Avesha avatar, which is somebody who descends 
for a specific period in order to achieve a specific function. Like the the devotees revere Jesus as one. They revere Muhammad mm-hmm. as one. I don't. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, they 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 consider these people to be enlightened spiritual beings that are uh, intended to preach to a specific group of people at a period of time. Some people consider Haile Selassie to be one. So so it's it's they're uh, an embodiment of of this, you know, higher power that can access or so that the people in the time that they were living could access the truth david i thought we were going to be talking about whores i know i know all this heady like we'll get to the whores but i'm trying to understand i'm just trying to understand that's kind of what it is it's the embodiment of god in different periods of history so that those people can access the truths of correct yeah like a messenger that's That's a messenger. you know i have a big problem with christianity and that they believe it's the only way to salvation and i'm like have you known any other way? Like, to, have you done your research on any of these other, like, religious sects or anything like that? And, yeah. You know, if you grow up in the South, as, you know, many of the people around here have, it's kind of sheltered, and a lot of this information is kind of not accessible, you know? But Yeah. So now with, you know, the advent of the Internet and things like that, it, it's more available, and it's more readily out there. And it, it really just spoke to me because I never believed in the concept of eternal damnation. Mm-hmm. I said, "What? how could a loving God send somebody to perish in hell forever? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the devotees believe in... This is what you believe, the devotees? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, they believe in reincarnation, which you think reincarnation sounds cool, right? It is not cool because <laughs> the whole idea is to get what they call back to Godhead and you, you want to be able to, uh, ascend to the heavenly planets, which is, uh, Goloka Vrindavan. That's what they call it in the Vedas. And so people are like, Oh, I could come back as like a Fox or like a wolf or something. And it's like, that's not the objective because then you're trapped in that body and it's harder to remember Krishna when you're at these lower levels of Of consciousness, of sense sentience, the human form is considered to be the highest form of sentience because we have the capacity to understand God. So when you take a human body in reincarnation, it's it's a very auspicious thing, and, and we're able to essentially go and enjoy with Krishna again if we're able to remember him at the time of death. Okay. Yeah, I know that's a lot to process. No, 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 no. I'm, <laughs> I'm fascinated by, by these beliefs. So yeah. um, so the, the goal, if you're, um, is, is to become, like, enlightened, I guess, is... Um, well, more or less, yeah. To, to where you're really in tune with this. Yeah, and right. I mean, the idea is just to kind of kind of remember Krishna in, in all aspects of life. I happen to forget him very often, but... Uh, <laughs> so if you remember him at time of death and you're like embodying that, what, what happens then? What are you reincarnated as? Or do you not get reincarnated at all? Do you, you just don't. become one with you merge. Krishna? Yeah. You merge you, with... Um, yeah, you, you, you go and your soul ascends to Goloka Vrindavan and you what's are, that it's like heaven you know okay. or like you know Muslims call it paradise or whatever and then essentially you're just you you have no other obligation than just to have fun yeah <laughs> so yeah. the material world is considered to be like a what they call a middle planet where there's heavenly and hellish conditions here sure but it sounds about right <laughs> yeah especially yeah. the carolinas yeah um, yeah there's some good aspects of it <laughs> and then you go down to like Colombia, and you're like ah yeah a little hellish in Colombia, yeah, a little bit um yeah. yeah okay 
So, um, yeah, I'm fascinated. In fact, like what question I ask a lot on here is, do you, do you believe in God? I ask guests and, and like what they believe. So this is pretty fascinating to me. Yeah. So, um, do you it, believe in God, sir? Uh, yes. With a, I, I am very, <laughs> I've had to do some unwinding in the last three years since doing, um, to really look at what I believe. Right. Cause doing something creative, like you're creative as an actor, musician, all that stuff. I jumped into creativity. I was a pussy most of my life. I think I talked in terms of expressing my real oh, self. Oh yeah. Yeah. I and, was like, you're a football player, man. What are you talking about? Dude. Yeah. That was the one time I wasn't a put, put, put a helmet on me and I'll fuck people up. But it was only cause I had a lot of repressed shit. Right. Right. I found out. I think that was what was coming out. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm like in the process of, of like reintegrating kind of what I had internalized as my religious beliefs as a child that were very rigid and dogmatic. And I'm not saying they're, they're wrong, but my internalization of them definitely was wrong because you know, how I live now, um, feels better. It feels like I'm open. I'm way more open than I ever was sure. before. It was kind of like, I know the answers. Let me live up to this standard. Now right. I'm like, I'm not sure. I really don't know about a lot of stuff. And that's not a horrible place to be at. No, it's, it's way more freeing. I used to think not knowing was a position of like, where it'd be scary. Um, but I, I'm not fearful. I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, and I, I am really curious about some of the other, you know, religions, what they have to say about things. Sure. So if you could like connect kind of, you said Christ is one, because mm -hmm. I'm really interested in, in Jesus because, you know, obviously, you know, evangelicals talk about Christ all the time, but a lot of other, you know, religions do, you know, focus a lot on Christ. Like what, how does Jesus fit into your belief system as one of the embodiments of Krishna, I guess, or just... Well, he's not per se an embodiment or a messenger. You yeah, said. like you know, I have like I, I've mentioned this in other podcasts. I have a different appreciation for Krishna now that I'm I've become more versed in the Vedas because I understand that the importance and the significance of him. Uh, I don't follow him per se, but mm -hmm. I, I'm not the kind of person to be like a detractor from anybody that does you know I, I almost consider it to be like a okay here's how i do it it's like a it's like a ranking system okay and I, i'll go ahead and, and rank what I, like it, it, it would be almost like different tiers of school you know uh, of course i'm going to put the vedas as the highest right i actually rank buddhism lower than christianity and the reason is because they don't believe in a, in a personal god their buddhism is essentially atheistic right buddhism believes that they're going to merge with what's called the effulgence or the impersonal Brahman. And that, that there's, there's mention of that in the Vedas. Uh, are you guys getting all this? <laughs> uh, there's mention of that in the Vedas, but it's not the ultimate goal. It's just, it's more like a limbo per se. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause once Purgatory. you die in Buddhism, you just kind of become one with everything, right? Your consciousness just, you become nothing essentially. Yeah. Which yeah. basically means nothing. Right. Because if your distinct identity is, gone who wants that though? no no nobody <laughs> like what you, yeah you, that's that's basically you die nothing happens right. that is atheistic i hear right. what you're saying and then i would rank i don't want to give him too much credit because i i, I kind of have problems with the, the the tenets of islam but i would say islam below that it would be like elementary school and then christianity would be like middle school and i would say judaism and catholicism probably 
like high school, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, this is really helpful. This metaphor. Keep going. Well, yeah. I mean, this is just. Th- there's no real no, but writings I, that say that. But no, you know. but it's it's a helpful. You know. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's um. I'd say they're like high school or like undergraduate studies, and mm-hmm. then the Vedas would be like your graduate uh, or doctorate studies. You know? Okay. Yeah, that's just again. This just comes from personal experience and beliefs. I don't. You know, there's there's no mention of that in the Vedas. That's just kind of my perspective. So, okay, yeah, I gotcha. And and to clarify too, when you said you know the uh, the belief of when you die, if you're um, in a good place, you go to the this version of heaven. Right. You're still you in that, um, it, right? Uh, Is it, I'm just confirming that. Well, I mean, does your consciousness as you, Jake Curtis Strickland? Are you still you? I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be a pretty terrible person. Um, One of the things that I have the biggest problem with in America is how we have so much allegiance to identity. You know, like, I'm white, I'm black, I'm Christian, I'm American, what have you. Mm -hmm. In the end, it doesn't matter. And we have to look at each, each individual body as a soul. Sure. You know, and so, you know, when everybody's like, oh, this person is X, Y, and Z, it's like, yeah. No, I agree. Like, let's just treat them like they're a normal human being, you know? Yeah. You might find out something fascinating or something interesting about them, you know? Mm -hmm. It's, it's not, it's not meant to be taken as, uh, like I said, I- identitarian politics. I have a mm-hmm. huge problem with that. Yeah. I have a huge, huge problem with it. And mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of how I choose to look at the world. Like, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. We're not matter. You know, as Yoda says, uh, uh, not this crude l- l- matter. Beans, we are not this crude matter. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. um, yeah. And, and Yoda's pretty enlightened. And, and the I think Lucas was kind of, I think he was into Buddhism. Yeah. I think. Uh, he I borrowed know. a lot of archetypal ideas from... Joseph you know, Campbell. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I think all this fighting and all this division and stuff, it's... I mean, I, I align with a certain political side, but my spiritual path supersedes all that. Sure. I don't... I, I think it's yeah. just... I, I asked the question because... And I totally agree with the, uh, you know, over-association with material things for your identity you know whatever it is and and detaching from that is yeah. so healthy oh yeah if you can let go of some of that yeah agreed. but what i would like to believe is that in in whatever afterlife may or may not be that i could still recognize other beings as who they are or someone i knew I that's what would. i would like I to be would. able to do yeah do you yeah. now do you feel like okay because this will seg off into another discussion Mowage. If you ever saw <laughs> do you feel like you've met people that either, you know, like girls you've dated or friends you've had, like where it's like, I feel like I've known you before. Mm. Yes. Yes. I've had specifically people that have shown up in my life where, um, I know it's not the other person, but I'm comparing them to another person in my life and their personalities are so, so remind me of another person right. that I'm like, oh, you're this version of this level of the video game I'm on right now. Like, it's <laughs> th- you're the same. 
Yeah, I really feel like that. And uh, it's strange. And obviously, there's probably idiosyncrasies of that are make them different. What video games are you playing? Oh, I don't play video games. Oh, do you not? I suck at video games. Oh. I don't have any anything against gamers. Even or Madden? I sucked at Madden. Really? Terrible and never really got a lot out of you it. You know what's the worst is when you suck at Call of Duty. Yeah. You've been in the actual yes. military and you're like playing against kids that are like 14 and 15 and it's like <laughs> You're not good at Call of Duty? <laughs> um I used to play it but it made me really angry and yeah. so I only play just fun video games now. For sure. Um, playing Link's Awakening. Okay. I know they just released a new Zelda, but I, I ended up buying like five Zelda games for my Switch. Okay. But then I would just get high all the time. Yeah. And so yeah. I never got, I, I was never consistent with one game, you know? Yeah. yeah. But getting back to your, why'd you ask that? You asked, uh, you know, if I've met someone that I felt like I knew before. What well, is the, I mean, is like, this reincarnation stuff? Somebody was telling me about the twin flame theory. Have you heard that? No. Oh, so like the twin flame theory is like, you know, you, you meet somebody and you're like, I feel a connection with you, you know? And like, I, I don't know. I thought I met a girl. I don't know. Maybe she's still eligible or whatever to where like, you know, I was like, I feel like a really strong connection with you, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, as far as like dating's concerned, I'm done with dating. I'm fucking done with it. I am ready to court. You know what I'm saying? You're like, ready to court. I'm ready. I'm, I think I'm ready to get married, you know? And <laughs> Hell like, yeah. You know, that's a little intimidating to some women, but it is what it is. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I just want. A lot of women are looking for it, though, I think. Are they really, though? I don't know. Are they really? I, I think they, they're still... I, I think our society has placed like this de-emphasis on marriage and that we're, you know... You, you meet a lot of 30-year-old cat women and stuff that are just like, you know, oh, I don't think I need to marry. I don't think it's important. And then when they look for marriage, they just... they they It's all the wrong qualities in a guy. It's, it's always... Yeah. You know, I wish I wish I was taller. <laughs> I, I think I've got my height going against me, truthfully. Um, but, the, the, you know, they, they always they look for chads, you know, and like yeah. I, I, I've got some chad qualities, I think, you yeah. know, <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm, I'm not. There's a uniform in the South. Tell me you tell me you recognize this where it's like <laughs> it's like the 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 dockers, the cutoff dockers, the polo shirt. The the mesh baseball cap, the and Clemson the Clemson class ring, <laughs> and the and the wraparound sunglasses. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, that's all of Mooresville where I live. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's it's really disenfranchising because I stick out like a sore thumb in L.A. Yeah. And, and like even there, it's it it might be a a sore limb, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm really just yeah. I don't fit in at all. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. Gosh, it's really interesting the tension between like this pressure to, um, you know, front and 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 put on this 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 uniform, um, and and to have this persona on social media, because women do it, guys do it. Yeah. Fuck, I do it. You know, <laughs> to a degree. I try not to, but like, um, there's a really good podcast interview. It's the uh, Modern Wisdom podcast. I don't know if you listen to that uh -uh. one with Chris Williamson. Uh. -uh. Um, he had this guy on, I forget the guy's name, but it was, he's like this, uh, this dating, uh, coach, I guess. And he's from the UK. Um, and he, it was a really in-depth interview. It was like two hours long and it wasn't just, it wasn't like pick up that stuff. It was kind of about the, like the state of things sure. when it comes to men and women trying to find relationships. And, um, 
there 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 is this 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 tension because on the one hand i think there is a genuine desire for authentic connection and, and love um but i think a lot of people feel like in order to get it they have to project this image but that's right. not the real them well, so it's like how to what extent can you be the real you in the face of these pressures right to project a false you yeah and you know there are a lot of criteria a lot of women do you know judge based on height or you know whatever financial status financial status yeah. things like that but it's it's kind of a shame there's such an emphasis on that because it, it's like hard to crack through that to like get to know the i think most girls just want to match you when they go out they want to be yeah. sure that their guy matches them and and you mm-hmm. know they don't Sta- yeah status uh yeah uh yeah resource like yeah all that shit i think women are more concerned what other women think mm-hmm. i think women 100 you know they can like a guy all day long, but if their friends don't like them, right, you might as well forget it. You it's know? almost more important sometimes that the friends like. Um, yeah, there's there's another the gosh another podcast interview by the same guy, and he had a woman on, and it was about the 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 evolutionary motivations of women, and um, and how I had no idea. And the the woman who spoke on it, like she was a, a woman, and it was coming from like a lot of research. But how evolutionarily, like they um, they use gossip as a weapon um, to protect really? themselves. Yeah, and it's all about reputational warfare. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, go. Can you go deeper? In this? Uh, it's I, really I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try not okay. to butcher it because <laughs> it's been a it's been a minute since sure. I listened to this. But essentially, you know, in um, you know before modern man, you know, men were out hunting and fighting women were uh to to garner safety they had to acquire allies so women would uh, you know develop friendships with women that were of similar station that's why hot women really hot women are often ostracized by a lot of you know the women that aren't as attractive and it's all about how can they angle to put themselves to give themselves a better chance with the fittest male so they'll form alliances and they form trust by expressing authentic vulnerability. So if, if one woman shares something that, you know, is embarrassing or something that could really, you know, come back at them, then that other woman could be like, okay, I can trust you as a friend and we'll form this little alliance. Right. And then they'll, they'll use, if they want to get a woman out of a certain group, they'll, they'll say things. And you hear women say things like this in modern society where they'll be like, they'll say something that's, not really it's 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 kind of wrapped as something that's not a dig but it really is like they'll say i'm just really worried about katie's drinking or something and they'll Mm. just throw that out there that's mean aka katie's a fucking alcoholic and we (laughs) yeah they'll 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 gossip like that and it's 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 vicious and it's this whole world that men are clueless to yeah when i listened to that i was like oh my god do they do that with guys too oh yeah i'm sure well I don't know. I don't think guys. I don't know. They are all. I don't they find are talking myself getting, all sorts of shit about me. Oh yeah. You know? Oh, dude. Okay. Like, I'm sure they talk shit about guys too. But. Yeah. But is that is that like a, a maybe not a defense mechanism, but more like an offensive mechanism? Like this is mine right here. You know. Sure. Blah blah blah. Sure. I think it can be. I think. Um. But it's because it's not physical violence or physical. It it like it, it got transmitted into this kind of uh, reputational warfare. I guess is what. And they they care about how many partners they've had, like they, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> Whoops. For guys, 
porn star over here. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's important. Like you want to be viewed as a high value mate. So if you slept with a ton of people that they don't like that, you know, getting I slept around. with one of this girl's friends. <laughs> but I think she I think she set me up, dude. I think I was set I need up. a piece of chocolate. Go for it. Bro. Yeah. Um, I think she set me up. Um, yeah. Well, I, they got my address. And then all Is this the, a stalker? I don't really want to call her a stalker. I think she's just a tryhard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, she, um, they got my address, and then all of a sudden I started getting all these matches on Tinder. Like, hey, you know, you want to smoke weed and hang out? I'm like, this is mm-hmm. too easy. I'm mm-hmm. like, how? How? And, you know, you can triangulate where you want to search for your Tinder date based mm-hmm. on their address. Yeah. Which is kind of fucked up, if you ask me. It's a, it's, yeah, shit. It's a fucked up mechanism. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's what happened, but, yeah, you know, she kept mentioning her friend, and this girl had the same name as her friend, you know, and I'm like, something's going on something's up and i don't know like this could just be me reading into it or whatever and and yeah so same name and you slept with the other one <laughs> she was like i th- well here's well, what you, you look the same but same name i mean i don't no, know no no I'm no she tired. was talking about her friend that had the same name as this other girl and i was like oh i was like th- wait what what did you say you yeah. know like and then she was like, I think we should just hang out and smoke weed. And I was like, get in there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, let's go. You know, and then yeah. she was like, I liked what we were doing better. I was like, get your shoes, get out. You know, yeah. I sound like a total pig, but mm-hmm. like, I, you know, yeah. I didn't really come to that realization that I, I think I wanted something more until I realized that this is futile and this is useless. You know, I don't I don't really like uh, I get no emotional fulfillment from it anymore. I get no like satisfaction. casual sex. Not really. Yeah, you know? I agree. And I mean, I, I got to have my era of hedonism when I was back in L.A., and it was great. You know, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it just doesn't it's not as good as having something long lasting. For sure. And, you know, you can't really grow with a person when you're just having one offs. You know? Yeah, 100 <laughs> like, so percent. That's kind of my thoughts on the situation. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, the inner life of, of women that was fascinating it sounded exhausting to me because if, if if that socially is something that's on your mind a lot about you know your your friendships and how you stand in the eyes of other men and women and i mean guys we think about it too but do not man. be friends with women do no, not be, no be friends no be acquaintances be, 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 uh, be nice is what i was okay, don't be a dick i mean and <laughs> yeah, i'm notorious that's a pretty for, good life philosophy in general well i mean yeah exactly i'm not like i i ride the line and sometimes like this is like the the bipolar thinking to me where it's like i'm either too much of a dick or i'm like hey you know let's hang out let's go watch movies you know and so i really have to kind of find that balance you know but like yeah <laughs> yeah you're either too much of a simp too or, much of a simp or, or too, too much, much of a, of a douche. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Split the difference. I, I'm more of a prick than I am a simp lately, which I think is probably better off. But uh, you know, you got to really find that perfect kind of balance. You know, yeah. like, don't go out of your, don't bend over backwards to help yeah. help them, but simultaneously, hey, how you doing? You know, yeah. or, like your one friend was saying, what's happening? You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You should get into stand up, dude. Although, well, okay, so I would just say, like, I want to. Because I want to tell you where I'm at on my sip meter. Okay. I'm, <laughs> Go for it. Because I don't know. I mean, I tried to be nice. And, uh, 
you know, withstand what I'm it, looking for something. Oh yeah, we forgot. Well, because yeah. I wanted to say those two girls, Liz and Whitney, were really fucking cute. And like the one girl, Liz, man, she was like, she was about you, man. I think. Oh, she's great. Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. She was, she was something else. Man. Yeah, you know, she's great. She's a socialite of Greenville, as she says. And, uh, and Whitney's, she's out in L.A. now. I know, so, yeah. and I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to say that anything would have happened, but <laughs> no, you know but, what I'm saying. But um, I found, okay, so a couple of things. Like, as soon as I got sober, it immediately, well, it was amazing, and you're sober, too. Sort but, of. like, the, the <laughs> approaching, the cold approach at a bar is now, like, Harder. you know, very much. Because yeah. you're, you're really aware, and, you, and you're also aware of how annoying you could come across. So, sure. like, I'm ultra, I, I went from being, you know pretty bold when i was drinking to yeah. like yeah i'll talk to a girl i'll go right up you know, oh yeah no issue and then you know you you just retreat and don't do it at all <laughs> and um and then now i'm trying to like be like okay you don't have to like keep your distance like if you see a right. cute girl and and she looked at you there's no problem going up and saying hi my name is you know yeah David. hi like, <laughs> hey what's up and then once the ice is broke you know it's uh, it's fine, but like that is to me like one of the the, the hurdles I'm working on right now. In terms, were you of, a like, slayer when you were drinking? Oh, not really. No, not really. <laughs> no. I feel like you would be though. I mean, you, you're you're I mean, almost look, well. I was. This place is amazing. Like this guy's tall. He's got the flowing locks. Like he should have it going on, man. No. Hit Lizzo, no, man. I Let's I, call her. I mean, I do. It's, <laughs> hit Lizzo. Up. Yeah. Shit, not yeah, Lizzo. Lizzo? Lizzo? Oh, Liz. Yeah. Liz uh, yeah, yeah. You know Lizzo. <laughs> Give her my number. No. <laughs> no. no. But uh, but yeah, no. I it's fine. I don't mean to like say I'm, I'm like I never date or anything. I do, but it's uh, that's like the thing. I I that's the last. Like you know how when um, there's something that you know you have to get over. Like you see and you know you have to do that thing. Like there's a there's a like stand up like. Was that like that for me? Like sure. I got to get on stage the first time, and as long as I would be like, oh, and then I did it. Yeah, you know. How's that going for you, by the way? Fucking great. Yeah, I love stand up. Nice. As much as I did when I, if more than I, when I started. Nice. Yeah. But that was the, you felt like that was the hurdle you had to overcome. Yeah, that was the hurdle of expressing myself authentically to others, and um, and then now it's like with another person and sharing your whole self with that person. Yeah. And um, in a in a real relationship, you have to kind of be that open yeah. for it to really work. And I, I was probably closed off in my past relationships in my twenties where like, yeah, I was in a relationship, but I was still all over the place. Didn't know myself that well. Wasn't yeah. opening up my, cause I didn't know what I would even share. Or maybe you just didn't know how to speak that language then, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely not. I hadn't done any work on myself. I was yeah. just, well, and that's kind of my thing too, is that I just didn't really feel like I was in a position spiritually, mentally. Yeah. I, I'm still working on the physical aspect, you know. I, I just feel as though, and I still have work to do. I mean, I think we all do. It, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, you, 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 gotta, you know when you're ready, you know. You're yeah. like, and, and I'm at this point where I'm like, I'm ready, you know. <laughs> so, um, call me. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's one of those yeah, one of those hurdles you have to surpass where, you know, you just you got to be happy with who you are, mm -hmm. you know? Mhm. Mm 100%. And and the, and the woman has to love 
as Chris Rock says, the crust of the motherfucker, you know, like you all got, the bad parts, all the bad stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you gotta, you gotta, and that's something you have to contend with too. But you know, simultaneously it's like, okay, I may, might've been, uh, a useless meth user at one point in my life, which I was, okay. um, but, and I still have my teeth, thank God. Yeah. Uh, but you have to, you know, you have to be able to like contend with that and be like, well, you know, this was me, but simultaneously, you know, to go back to Yoda again, yeah. uh, when he talks to Luke, he's like, never his mind on where he was, uh-huh. hmm? what he was doing. He you was know? doing. <laughs> you gotta, you, you gotta be like, okay, all, what, all, always on the horizon. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you, you gotta be like, what am I doing now? And yeah. Like, okay. You know, I, like I said, I've been with several porn stars, you know, and it's like, okay, they've been with like 400, 500 dudes, but like, are they still active in porn? What are they doing now? Were they, were they a sex worker? Were they a drug addict, you know? And it's like, yeah, those things are, they have some sort of bearing on your, you know, your, your, uh, future, I suppose, but you shouldn't let that be. No, you shouldn't judge somebody for their past. Right. I, uh, yeah. Um, I kind of, I was talking about this, um, on stage last night, actually, but uh, social media, um, I'm trying to have this epiphany with social media, and uh, it really hit me on Sunday because it was Mother's Day on Sunday, and I couldn't, oh, God, it was just so in, to me, it was so in my face this year. Yeah. All of the posts about, I love you, Mom, I love you, Mom, <laughs> I love you. You were saying that, and I thought you were doing a bit. <laughs> it was disgusting, dude. Yeah disgusting yeah and uh to me and no disrespect to people who post it's fine yeah but it just kind of hit me of like this is all for external validation it's for pandering it's for pandering and 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 there was this complicity in it because like all these like everybody's liking each other's and it's like it's just this 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 like you know enclosed thing and it just really really turned me off to the point where i was almost depressed by it and also in thinking, like, I'm the exact same way. Like, yeah. I do stuff like that. And it, it really made me think about, you know, how much, just how much of a negative impact is social media having on me personally? And, you know, because if you think about anything on social media and, like, podcast notwithstanding, I'm not going to quit stand-up or the podcast. I'll die before I do that. But, like, it's... Uh, it's really making it's really activating everything in me. It's activating that thing in me that cares about what other people think. And that's the part I'm trying to shrink or kill. I'm trying to just be myself without any sort of fear of external external validation or whatever. Sure. I mean, you want to produce good stuff, but like, you know, so I I don't know. How do you feel about social media and its role in maybe some of the problems we have today? I, I think given the nature of our trades, we have to use it. Oh, 100%. I don't particularly like it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a period when I was, you know, in my monk tenure where I was just completely off it. I didn't even have a cell phone, you know. I How just, did you feel during those that t- that time? Great. Yeah. I, I, I will say my monastic trajectory, I feel like, was some of the best experience that I had in my life. And I did it because... You know, with the devotees, you can also opt out of, you know, I did it for two years. The, you know, the temple president was like, okay, if you do this, can you commit for two years? And I said, yeah. And I'm glad that I did because I knew that if I couldn't commit to that, to two years of celibacy, 
that I would not be able to commit to a marriage. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, and, and so I'm, two years. And wh- how old were you when you did this? I was 30. 30? Yeah. Wow. And, and that's pretty unusual because most Indian males, they do it when they're five up until age 25. And mm-hmm. most, most of them end up getting married. I mean, there's very, you have to be a really, really exalted special soul in order to you know, stay the course of that for your whole life. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Like, and I'm, what were those two years like? I mean, you, 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 uh, no, no social media. No. Like, did you have any contact with the outside world or were you like, I mean, I I would, you know, talk with my parents and, and whatnot, but, uh, you know, I, I stayed in the temple in, in Gainesville, Florida. And, you know, I, I just didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't want any distractions, you know, I wanted mm-hmm. to be able to serve to the fullest of my capacity. And, um, you know, I, uh, I, it was great, man. Peaceful. Like uh, peaceful and, and very, very few responsibilities and obligations other than doing your service, you yeah. know, and, uh, but see me, I've got kind of a flirty mind, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so it was really hard to kind of rein that in. Yeah. And the temple presence, like, I don't think you should stay brahmacharya. I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't think I should either. Dude, you know? it is hard. Like that's one thing. I mean, it's not even a bad thing. I think it's great. Yeah. Like that natural attraction. Like if, yeah. if, if I'm out and I see beautiful women around, I'm like, yep. I had to, I had to yep. start saying on my Instagram feed. I, it's like a, I can feel it. I'm yeah. like, bro. I started, I bro. started having to do on my Instagram <laughs> feed because I had a whole bunch of big booty thoughts on there where I, <laughs> I had to start liking all these pictures of Krishna and then all these big booty thoughts would keep showing up and I'm like, not interested, not interested. <laughs> like, why? This post made me feel uncomfortable. And then it's like. You know, they're still doing it. They're still slanging it at yeah. me. Yeah. And so I'm like. But what if you transpose that into real life and there are a bunch of big booty thoughts in front? Like, to me, I almost feel like that's not that bad. Oh, I mean. It, like I would th- love to be surrounded by beautiful I, women I all mean, the fucking time. Well, here's. Not the th- because they're, you here's know, whatever. The thing, but there's so many, like, beautiful, chaste women that end up joining the movement. But the thing is, they get married off so quickly that, you know, it, it, it's such a niche it's such a niche religion and a niche yeah. spiritual culture that like you really got to snatch them up quick yeah. or, or they will get snatched up, you know, and, <laughs> and you know, uh, no, no women with children. I ain't, I ain't playing somebody else's save game. Just be, let's be clear on that. Uh, you know, uh, this is a dating show. <laughs> I mean, like my mind typically goes to this sometimes because yeah. it's, it's, it's on my mind, you know, uh, yeah. but, yeah, that's a prerequisite. I don't want to do olds anymore. I don't do fats. Um, <laughs> I hate to sound like a pig, but like, and, and you know, when you say that, they're like, oh, I'm, every woman thinks they're fat, you know? And I'm like, yeah, you know, like, no. but the little thickness is not bad either. You no. know? I don't mind that so much anymore. I used mm-hmm. to kind of like women that were, uh, I don't want to say thin, but shapely, but man, I got with some in the past that were just like, you know like one of the <laughs> one of the porn chicks was just like she was perfect i was like oh my god she's like she's like oh you know i'm kind of worried i was like don't 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 even worry about your weight it's perfect perfect stay the way you are you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. great great i love it you know <laughs> <laughs> so oh man yeah um shit where were we going with that big booty thoughts big big booty thoughts <laughs> social media yeah i uh Oh yeah, I I really think that um, social media. I mean, I'm trying to do this, 
Like what I want to do now, and I don't know, it's been a day of this, literally. <laughs> Today is me trying to cut back. On social media? Yeah. So okay. I, I woke up today and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to – I flipped off all the notifications on all my like junky social media apps. Right. Because I thought about it. I was like, look, I can still – I can still post content when, you know, on the schedule that I do anyway. And what do I do when I normally post? I'll post and then I'll check it in 20 minutes. Be like, how many people liked it? <laughs> you know, I'll be like, is this being well received? Maybe yeah. I'll share it on my main page or whatever. And like, I'll let my mood be kind of dictated by its reception. And I, I'm kind of like getting a, a pattern of that. Right. And um, so... I was like, what if I just didn't open Instagram all day today? There you go. Didn't open Twitter all day today. Didn't open. And I haven't. And, uh, dude, just like the past eight hours, I've noticed a huge, oh, it was it was a lot more chill. Way more chill. I you're not up. looking for that validation. And right. You, that's essentially your consciousness being put out into the ethos. You're just saying, I'm posting it and I'm letting it ride. Yeah. And it, it seems to go. It that is the much same better. exact thing as would be anyway. Sure. And um, you know, and I don't know. I'm curious to see like how it feels, and hopefully, I can continue to like. I was stick about to. to that, I was about to say, would you like some advice? And yeah, that, sure, that, that's, that's what I do. I, I you know, because I think in our professions, we do kind of seek a, a small amount of validation, you know, and. And so to be able to kind of detach from that, just post, let it ride, you know, yeah. and then just be like, let's see how receptive to people are to this. Because you, you don't have that in your, your frame of mind, you'll probably get a better reception because of it. It's so ironic. Yeah. And then stand up is identical to that. I'm take these glasses off. Yeah. There you go. We're going to blind you with yeah, these lights no, no, here. No. Um, but um, stand up is identical. So you talked about, you know, trying stand up. Yeah, I if mean, you try to make the audience laugh, they won't. Yeah, like you have to be your authentic self, and it's like the purest, harshest environment, right? Where that is exposed, you might as well be naked up there because <laughs> there's nothing that's going to happen until yeah. you start expressing yourself. And Schulte says that too. He's like, don't go out there with the intention of making the audience laugh. Yeah, he said, just go out there, do your thing. If be people yourself. like it, um, that's one thing that Krishna consciousness kind of talks about is. Don't be attached to the results, mm -hmm. you know, whether good or bad. Yeah. You know, because you could be attached. You could be getting a lot of good response. And mm -hmm. then you're just like, oh, OK, I'm doing all right. And yeah. then, you know, for whatever reason, uh, it just, you know, it, yeah, it, it, it you kind of meditate in that and you dwell in that. And for sure. So, yeah. It's like one of two things can happen if, if you post something and it. it it crushes it gets really good response you'll 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 focus on that and you'll be like dude i'm the fucking man which is not good no you know and then oppositely if it doesn't do well you're like oh fuck like i'm not that no you're you the, the who who gives a fuck yeah and the more you can you know do that i think the healthier you can balance it it's just so because self-promotion is tough yeah and um and, and you want it to go well and you're happy if it does, but it shouldn't. It shouldn't be the only thing that that matters. Because that can totally supersede your ego, and then you end up making stupid choices, you know. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, then you go down a path of like, oh, they like that, so I'm gonna do more of that, more of that, instead yeah. of just okay, that was good, but maybe try this. Yeah, yeah, I kind of want it to look like, uh, you know, the if you ever look at the picture of the S and P 500 over the last hundred years. What is that? Stock market. Oh. <laughs> 
Sure. Yeah, I knew what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So um, that's it's the same concept as long term investing. You know, you invest every month money. You invest money, and I highly recommend anybody do this who's listening. Just brokerage account, invest money, whatever you can part with, hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, whatever you can a month. And no matter what the market's doing, because it'll go up and down, but it's like a yo-yo on a stepladder. It'll keep going up. If you keep being yourself, maybe one post won't hit, another one will. But over time, if you keep being yourself, you know, you'll probably, you know, learn to be braver, learn to learn more about yourself, get better at that. And you should get a response. And if you don't, fuck them. Fuck them. (laughs) Fuck them. That's how I I like to think of it, I guess. But Yeah, I mean, just do you and the rest will kind of fall into place. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's my big dysfunction caring about what other people think. Well, again, I think to a certain degree, the only time I care about when people are think think about me is one when it affects my money and two when it affects my money. You know, <laughs> like if you're trying to like fuck me over on a financial deal or or whatever, I'm going to care. Yeah. And ultimately I'm going to care what my wife thinks. Mm-hmm. You know, not not to say that I want to be like a pleaser by any stretch or simpy by any stretch of the means, but you know, uh, I, I, I do, I do want to have a level of, uh, awareness as to far, as far as like, am I, am I doing the right thing? I mm-hmm. guess you could say. For sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, man. So you were in the military. I Marines. was in the military. Yeah. Marines. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. What, uh, anything interesting about that experience? You, I mean, I got battalion level NJP and I almost got what is, demoted what is that? because of that, what does uh, that mean? It, it means non-judicial punishment, which is... Um, oh, shit. Yeah, I, I'm notorious for this gesture. I think I'll put it on my tombstone someday. Um, <laughs> I uh, we, we were all kind of in uniform, and we were just all flipping the bird or whatever, and our base uh, executive officer caught wind of it, and they decided to uh demote well not they they wanted to demote us but we were going to get attorneys and everything and our sergeant major whom we respected and trusted he goes he goes devil dogs get in here and <laughs> we we're like okay and he goes uh just sign the fucking papers like that <laughs> we were like okay he's like i promise you i promise you we're gonna we're gonna be able to get out of this you know and i said okay and so you know we did that and um you know God, I remember this, man. I, I, we, we went in there and they were like, you know, Sergeant so-and-so, Lance Corporal so-and-so. And and then they were like Lance Corporal Strickland. And they were like, you know, every time I look at this picture, it just disgusts me. And I said, so don't look at it. You know, I was thinking like, just, we could just burn this and just forget this happened. But it was around the time of 9-11. So it was real, a politically sensitive climate that was Mm -hmm. going on. And, uh, you know, um, they said, how much time do you have left on the base? And we all told us, you know, how much time we had at that post left. And he goes, I expect 100% behavior out of you guys from here on out. And I, 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 uh, this was just for flipping people off. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like I said, it, it was around, it was around a time when <laughs> having America in a bad light would have been a bad look. Was for, this around the time of Abu Ghraib or whatever? The- God, I don't remember. Um, it was like a few months after, yeah. after nine eleven, and uh, um, shit. Okay, we were. It was almost essentially like COVID for us. We couldn't go anywhere. We mm-hmm. couldn't leave the base. And when they finally gave us like off base liberty and whatnot, I was attached to the provost marshal's office, which is the um, the police. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't. A, I wasn't a uh, MP by trade. They just 
they needed extra security and whatnot. So they gave me a badge and, you know, we're alone with our own minds and we're just like, uh, you know, like fuck it or whatever. And took a picture and, uh, somebody, <laughs> somebody found it and they, they said, okay, fuck, fuck you guys. That seems a little uptight to me, but. Yeah, but yeah. also simultaneously, I was able to understand because uh, because you know it's all about it's all about impressions, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I said that um, I just said that uh, I didn't really give a shit. I'll, I will tell you an interesting story. Um, around the time that this was happening, it was my birthday, mm-hmm. and they said. All right, Strickland, you're going to go to the base dinner. They had a uh, uh, dinner for all the Marines that they you had to go to and the commanding officer and the sergeant major was there as well. And I'm a notorious troll. I trolled my own prom. I trolled Valentine's Day when I was in <laughs> elementary school. Uh-huh. I shaved my head completely bald and bicked it. I took a Bic razor to it, and I wore... Schulte will know this band, Converge. Uh-huh. There's an album called The Poacher Diaries, and, and it's got this angel with its head being crushed. And I everybody else is wearing a suit and tie, and I showed up like just not giving a fuck. Uh-huh. And everybody was trying to stifle their laughter. Even the sergeant major was like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because he didn't like the CO, you know? Uh-huh. And, um, and, and, you know, I, I just... I, I didn't care, you know, and, and yeah. that that level of lackadaisicalness in my life, it's sometimes been beneficial, but it's also been detrimental. And, and you know, I I, I I think you should present your authentic self, but simultaneously, like, don't don't go too overboard. Toe the line. When like, it's... I was going to wear an Indian headdress <laughs> and shit like that. And, yeah. like, you know, just yeah. be a total fucking goo. But then I was like. <laughs> You know, I, I was listening to Landau, your your thing with Landau, and he's like, yeah. yeah, some guy coming up there with a cowboy hat and a cowboy, you know, and it's like, that's too much. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. The glasses were enough. You know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that type of rebellion makes you sound like, uh, you know, a musician, so, well, which I you are. Dabble yeah, a little bit. You're yeah, an artist. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah, bit, yeah. Little bit, you know, a jack of all trades, master of none. Sure, yeah. Sure, sure. yeah. So tell me about the, the music stuff. So what do you play? Um... And, uh, like, what is your passion with music? And do you still... Jew harp? Jew harp? <laughs> no, I don't For play Schulte? Jew harp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I might be Jewish down the line somewhere. My mom's got a very Jewish last name. Mayor. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no, I don't play the Jew harp. I play guitar, bass. I sing a little bit. I, I play a little bit of piano. I played trumpet in high school. Okay. Um, you know, uh, it, it's... Um, it's one of those things that I wish I got to pursue a little bit more professionally. I mean, I guess kind of my my height of fame was playing uh, opening for Hatebreed, which there was probably about two thousand kids there, which was awesome. Hell yeah! And you know, we we'd ousted our singer from the band because he was he he said no, I can commit to two bands. He was playing in another band at the same mm-hmm. time. We're like, nah, get the fuck out. <laughs> Which is fine because I'm actually directing a music video for his new band and, you know, no hard feelings or anything. Um, and, uh, yeah, we got to play to a huge crowd and, and Hatebreed ended up thanking us in one of their albums. And you were playing uh, guitar for this? Uh, I was uh, <laughs> I was playing uh, keyboards initially, which, th- you know, they... I had never played keyboards before, but they like we were kind of like a synthy under oath ish type band. Okay. And then they moved me to vocals, and I 
I was in really good shape at the time. I was fucking cut the fuck up. And, uh-huh. like, you know, I'm out there, like, you know, treating it like it's a like a biohazard or like a tough yeah. guy type band, you yeah. know, and and it was fun. And, and I this was I, in front of those 2000. Oh, kids. yeah. Yeah. And, and it was a fucking Dude. blast. Yeah. And Dude. a shining moment that I'd hope to recapture again some of these days. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've just kind of been with the hardcore scene and just, you know, doing Hell that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's so cool. Performing yeah. for the two thousand people and belting out a song. I can't imagine. Yeah. Um trying to play with uh some other projects now. Um it's just hard because hardcore is a very niche genre. And not to mm-hmm. say that I wouldn't play outside the genre. I just don't know if I'd have as much fun with it, you know? Because uh-huh. it's it's this great emotional outpouring where you're just you know, yeah. you're up there for 20, 30 minutes or whatever, and then it's done. And then mm-hmm. you just, you yearn for that, that 20 or 30 minute slot again. You're just, it's, it's like a drug, yeah. you know, you're like, yeah. Oh. Now when you go out on stage or, or maybe that time or times you performed, like what are, what are the nerves like? I'll say this because it's, it's also like when you do, when you, have you ever done a play? You said you did a was it South Pacific or Guys and Dolls or something? Music Man. Music Man. That's what years it was. Yeah, and years yeah, yeah. ago, I barely, I, I probably almost shit my pants <laughs> for that. I would love to do a play now, um, but uh, it's far enough away that I don't recall the exact emotions about you know before going up. My experience was that I uh, those first. Fucking ice. <laughs> Those first few minutes before you go out on the stage, um, you're nervous. Your nerves are on high alert. Mm-hmm. But then once you're out there and you're in it, it's just like boom. You yeah. know, like it all that kind of just goes yeah. away. And you know, it's one of those things where you're like attached to the results and you're like, What's oh, I just noticed nineteen eighty four down there. Nice yeah. read. Um, <laughs> you you just you you kinda you do care to a certain degree. I think that's like uh a self-preservation moment where, you know, you 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 want to do good, you want to perform well, and you want to feel the audience with you. Sure, and you can definitely feel that as yeah. a musician. Yeah, and right? there's this tension that that eventually just it will dissipate, provided you're doing good. You know, mm-hmm. when you're do- when you're kind of sucking, which I've been there before. You know, like with stand-up comedy. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're just yeah. Like, oh God, I can't wait for this to be over, type thing. But for sure, you know, if if you're not if you're not concerned about how it's going to go you know you you're fine you know yeah like, and and you just get up there and you play and then that's it yeah you know? so yeah very similar to comedy i want to give you some gifts my man yeah 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 um so we were talking about the devotees and whatnot this is the bhagavad gita the pocket edition uh, Hell that's yeah, the original dude. translation yeah this is like the uh equivalent of the new testament psalms bible it's it's essentially but, but like the New Testament. Yeah, the, the the Bhagavad Gita is a section of the Mahabharat, which is like the yeah, there you go. It's the uh Hindu, you know, holy text and and so many people have read it. Um, uh, you know, Thoreau, Emerson, Hitler. Uh, <laughs> he really did. He really did. Um that's where the swastika comes from. The oh va- yeah, he, t- he they they yeah, the Nazis fucked it up. Well, first it was the the indians and then it was the chinese and then the it's a symbol of peace mm-hmm. you know but the, the nazis they took it and they made it uh they switched it 45 degrees and it, you know you see the pictures in there before I, when art. I first got it 
Did I? What? What's that beautiful art? In oh, there, I thought you right? said, did I fart? <laughs> no, I, like, I, I did know. not say. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, before I could read it, because I needed eyeglasses when I got it, I just looked at the pictures, you know, and yeah. kind of see the pictures, you know. So, yeah, I, I try to read from that every day. I'd, I'm not always successful at it, but, you know, it's... Uh, it's a good little story, and and if you've ever seen the movie Legend of Bagger Vance, that's essentially yes. that's I the Bhagavad Gita. I love that movie. Oh, okay, good. That's that. Uh, how how do, can you uh, explain how Legend of Bagger Vance connects to the? Well, um, the Bhagavad. Da- I actually haven't seen the movie, but Matt Damon's character is his name is Arjuna, mm-hmm. which Arjuna is Juna. Yeah, is is the character in there, and Will Smith is essentially the Krishna character. You know. Okay. Um. I should watch the movie. One it of is these an days. amazing movie. Yeah. In fact, it's written by the guy who wrote The War of Art, which is another fantastic book. Um, uh, yeah, I keep hearing about that one. Yeah, Steve Stephen Pressfield. Okay. He wrote Legend of Bagger Vance, uh, so kind of connecting it all. And that's that's great for any creative out there. More shit to clutter it up. This is Dude. the uh, TNF edition of the, the look on the back. TNF. Dude, that I got made at the you. mall. Yeah, this absolutely. is my, you. You're giving this to me. Yeah, dude. Dude, I've got way too many hats, and I don't really like the snapbacks too much. I like the fitted caps, but right. Um, check this one out. This is um, I wanted to get you a TNF shirt, but we didn't have any in large. This is the death metal Mola Rom shirt. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, Hell flash yeah. that one. Yeah, dude. So I think who, it glows in the dark. Who was this guy on here? Oh, that was from Indiana Jones. Oh, you know the high priest yeah. in uh, uh, Kalima Shakti Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, it says Mola Ram on it in like uh-huh. black metal font. You know, Shit, yeah. yeah. And uh, what else I got, dude? Thanks so much, man. Oh, this so is for, awesome. Uh, <coughs> Liz and Whitney, should they ever show up again? Uh, I got a few uh, TNF podcast shirts. This one is cool because I don't really do colored shirts very often they look like small medium i couldn't really tell and i'm they're probably gonna oh my god this is a girl look i gotta give this to a girl you gotta yeah it could be a good gift you know yeah Yeah. flash that one hell yeah and uh this one's also a small um liz whitney what's up uh if i dated them i'd have to be a package deal though both at the same time because they were really funny you know i'd ultimately have to choose between the one (laughs) i'd have to choose between the one of them this is my proposal to you guys by the way (laughs) see here's the tnf original logo right there yeah i love this logo that was designed by mr Derek Buell of um or buell i can never remember his name but um and then i got a bunch of mediums and smalls so um dude this is super gracious yeah man. this one's a v-neck cut uh these were sported by some of the whores that i oh <laughs> that's goodness. not a good <laughs> that's not a good endorsement but uh you know um that one's a v-neck cut and uh yeah they're just a lot of fun you know dude, yeah i love this design so you yeah. got a guy blowing, blowing up the world because he's too preoccupied by a girl <laughs> it's kind of phallic too in that pop you see it yeah uh, i do <laughs> i do the mushroom cloud yeah and the yeah. nice little dog just chilling that's my dog cherry that's your dog yeah man. okay yeah I so love it yeah i love it well thanks so man. yeah so yeah i came bearing gifts it's something i always like to do uh for my guests and for you know appearing on somebody's show yeah so. actually you know what i have uh something for you oh. it's in my car oh Is um, it weed? 
What's that? Is it weed? It's it's weed. You got oh, okay. me. No, it's not weed. It's um, uh, I I have some podcast T-shirts that I oh I, dude yeah I just printed like twenty of them. Oh sweet. So you can't even really I buy them anywhere. I, okay. I thought about actually you and I want to ask you about this because you run sure. a merch company and that's the other big thing you do and we'll that's right. link that below. Sure sure sure. But um. But yeah, I'll give you a shirt. But it's all all it is is uh, it's a T-shirt with a little stand-up mic on the front, and nice. then it's got the Hangman logo on the uh, across the nice. back. Just a white T-shirt. So. I love this. I love your whole setup that you got here. Appreciate I think it's it, great. Man. Yeah, appreciate it. Where did you get that made at? Um, the uh, the tablecloth. Um, yeah. I forget where. There's companies that uh, for my uh, day job we do trade shows a lot, and they oh, cool. sell fitted, you know. For booths and things like that. Can you make like flags and stuff? I'm sure you can. Okay. I'm sure you I'm can. I'm gonna have to talk to you about that because yeah. I I decommissioned the old the the logo, the one with me and my angry face, and I want to get one. Uh, I've got like a G-rated one that's just me and the dog. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get you one of those. We still I, never uh, talked about the whores. The whore. Yeah. <laughs> well, can I ask about your merch company first? Sure. Because like, do you have an online uh, store where people yeah, can purchase? Because um, I didn't. Um, so if you're interested in uh, Hell's Heart Merch Co., that's what it's called. Um, we do film T-shirts and we do, um, you know, like hardcore bands and stuff like that. We've got a few vegan shirts on there if you're interested. Um, it's Hell's Heart Co. at Instagram. And then I have Hell's Heart Co. dot Big Cartel dot com. OK. OK, great. And all the designs are up there. You can, you know order online it ships direct yeah. to you yeah how hard was it to set that up because part of why i don't have it is because i don't i just didn't fucking <laughs> i got you bro all right we'll I talk after yeah and yeah. Uh, i think that's all i got um dude horse horse okay let's talk <laughs> about let's talk about whores. so what do you got to say about your sex capades what i'm is, done with them you're done <laughs> that's all <laughs> that's yeah yeah but it was fun yeah this yeah. was it was this la time we're talking yeah this is definitely la time i came and in how many years were you living in la uh comprehensively about six uh i went there for five and then i left for about a year and then i went back and yeah you know it, it was fun i i got to like I got ultimate vindication. I, I I talked about this a little bit on on Nelson's podcast, but yeah, I, I you know got to hook up with some of my favorite porn stars, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Did and you I, ever act in an adult film? Uh, maybe unknowingly, but <laughs> you know, uh, no, I was trying to break into that. I was ready to go to. <laughs> I, I'm not <laughs> you even were kidding. To. <laughs> I, no, I went to. I, yeah, I, no. I had a ticket to AVN. I was gonna go with one of the girls. I asked her to go. She was. What's like AVN? Adult. Adult video. Network. News network. Yeah. That's what it is. And they have an award ceremony every year. And I decided not to go. And I'm glad I didn't get into that world. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a. It was a lot of fun. It was. Um, what are porn stars like in real life? Just normal people. Normal. I yeah. mean, they're a little scattered, but you know, they. The ones I hung out with were chill and cool. Yeah. And you know, I, to my friends out there, if you're ever, uh, if you're ever interested, I can put you onto a few that are actually in North Carolina. So. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Hare, Hare Krishna. <laughs> yeah, man. Hare Krishna. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Anything else you want to say about the horse? Um, I probably could have bought a new car. <laughs> what do you mean? That's how much I spent. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 
this yeah. is not a good endorsement for the girls that I'm about to give these shirts to. No, <laughs> no, no. We're talking about sexual partners and stuff, but uh, like I said, I'm done with dating and I'm done with whores <laughs> and I'm ready to court. He's ready to be. I'm ready. Make it honest. I'm ready to here. link it up. I'm ready to put a ring on it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it, though. That's that's pretty much it. It was a fun experience. I uh, I got to kind of you know stick my thumb out to my college and high school bullies and stuff you know so mm-hmm. it was great you. i loved it what's your favorite movie of all time oh you had to do this to me yeah <laughs> of all time well i have two recommendations for you based on okay. today's conversation okay. legend of bagger vance and mcgruber you have to watch okay those i will two. watch mcgruber um god it, it would have to depend on the genre um Comedy. Start easy. Naked Gun. Naked Gun? Naked Gun. Hands down. I can watch that like it's a brand new movie every time. Um, is it OJ in that? He is in yeah. that. And he's pretty good in he's that. He's pretty good at it. You know, OJ is doing podcasts again. He is? Yeah. He has his own? Or no. is he guest? He's, he's been guesting on them. Yeah, you should try to get him. I bet you we would do it. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Dude, if I got OJ Simpson on here, oh I my think God. I could get him on TNF, truthfully. You I know? might have to have a couple people I don't want to get. I'd be scorned by the world, but I, I think I could do it. Yeah. You know? But yeah. um uh God. Didn't he do the full send podcast? Maybe that's what it was. Uh, those guys. Kumia was talking about it on his. Okay, yeah. Kumia's great, man. He is great. He's here now. Is he? Yeah. Greenville? Yeah. Shit, dude. I, I, we got to try and get Kumia. Anthony Kumia. Yeah, dude. That would be fantastic. This guy. This guy. Do you uh, know Kumia? I don't. Oh, I wish fuck. I did. I, I think he'd be a lot of fun to hang out with. Yeah. Um, uh,. I mean, action, hard-boiled, if you've ever seen that. It's one of the best action movies you'll ever see. Hard-boiled. It's with Chow Yun-Fat. It's a John Woo movie. Um, hmm. I mean, as far as, like, art house is concerned, Aguirre, The Wrath of God, which is a, um, it's a German movie which talks about Spanish conquistadors. It's got Klaus Kinski in it, who is one of my favorite fucking actors of all time. He's so good. He learned how to act in a... POW camp. He was a German soldier in World War II, and he got thrown in a British POW camp. Wow. And they were allowed to do plays and performances, and that's where he learned to act. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Um, sci-fi, I mean, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. You can't okay. beat it. You yeah. can't beat it. It's so good. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, love stories, romance movies, Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. The Fountain. Have you seen The Fountain? Mm-hmm. Punch Drunk Love, Adam Sandler, right? And uh, uh, yeah, after. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what is it? The Fountain. The Fountain with uh, Hugh Jackman, Rachel Weisz. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, I really like her. I just rewatched her, her. again. I Ooh. haven't seen it. Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Highly recommended. And it's- that's when he forms a relationship with an AI. Uh, woman. Oh, it's so sad, dude. I bet it was. I I watched it the other day by myself. I'm like, I'm so <laughs> glad there's nobody here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's heartbreaking. And so I make just you hop on three... Chat GPT and talked. <laughs> like I just other... renamed. Th- I named three romance movies, so maybe that's pretty telling. I don't know, but um, and then I don't know. Have I named it westerns? Good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. And I think that's about it. You know. Um. One thing I wanted to do is give a shout out to all my friends. Here's somebody that you got to have if he's ever on the area. The next king of comedy, Joe Bando. 
That guy is hilarious, and he's really pushing the envelope as far as, um, you know, pushing back against kind of the woke comedy, you know, uh-huh. like your Hannah Gadsby's and your, mm-hmm. uh, who is that, Carmen Esposito's or whatever, you know. Not yeah. to talk trash on other comedians and whatnot, but I, I find that stuff to be vastly kind of, eh, whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, I agree. Um, and Schulte, of course, Todd Davis. Yeah. Um, God, who else? Uh, Chubby Fresh, One Life Crew, um, Don Foos from Spud Monsters, Run Devil Run, One Life All In. I'm uh, doing a shirt for Paris Mayhew from the Crow Mags. John Joseph from the Crow Mags, who really kind of blew my channel up. Um, my, you know, my folks. I'm kind of at odds with one of them right now, but you know, they've really been supportive of me. And that's great. Yeah, love you your know? folks. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I I just I love people. <laughs> I, love, I, I love people more a lot than I used to, and I, I hope to continue to do great things. And, and I want to give a shout out to you, man, because you're doing great things. And like <laughs> this guy's really grown as a podcast host. Like he, Thanks, he's just bro. somebody was saying you're you're more kind of depressed or whatever. You know, or <laughs> something. I was like, no, this guy's full of spirit. Vigor, no, you, you just, know? you know, whatever you're feeling that day sometimes comes out. But yeah, sure. dude. No, yeah. it's been this is this. Yeah. yeah. I love it, man. I love it. I love what you got going on. I love the title. That's why I wanted to have you on my (laughs) show, man. I was like, that's clever. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, it's been great, dude. I love it. I love life. Yeah, that's good, man. I'm not going to kill myself. You're not going to kill yourself. (laughs) That's good. That's a good note to wrap up on. Yeah, yeah. So any specific other shout outs for like your channel and stuff? This will all be linked below. Yeah, um, it's... TNF podcast. Um, If you find it on YouTube, you can look for T and fuckery or you can look at... uh, at tnf podcast that's tnf tango november foxtrot podcast um is that available on all platforms like spotify and just youtube right now but i'm migrating it over to other ones um like rumble and and rumble yeah Yeah, i'm gonna (laughs) have it on uh audio and whatnot rumble seems to you get better response on there interesting yeah so uh hell's heart co which we mentioned earlier um I started a, a yoga line called Tenth Canto, which is on only on Instagram right now. And I also started a uh, a vegan uh, kind of a charity group called Vegan Archangels, which you can find on uh, Instagram. I I want to say it's the Vegan Archangels, but if it's not, you'll I'll post the right link on there. I haven't really done much with Tenth Canto and Vegan Archangels. Um, I'm putting out a record, uh, One Life Cruise, Crime Ridden Society. We're releasing it on vinyl and. Dude, I got so much going on. I got so Hell much on yeah, my plate. Dude. It's beautiful. Tons yeah, of so, stuff. Yeah, dude. Good shit. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jay, thanks for coming on. Dude. Follow this guy. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I really appreciate you. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. One step in was done. Ain't got no more bows to run. One step in was done. Ain't got no, ain't got no bows to run. One step in was done. Ain't got no more bows to run. One step in was done.